This drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another new episode of Film on Tap, where we've got the tap that never runs out. Today, I am joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Andres Gallego and Nancy Rodriguez. Yes, Andres, I said your last name because you keep giving me shit for not saying it. I'm not scared of it. I'll look it in the eyes. And I'll, and I'll blow it a kiss. That's what I'll do with your last name. Oh, <laughs> that's, all we, that's all I wanted, man. That's all, right, all that's, I wanted. Now right, I feel loved. Good. There we as go. long as you feel loved, we can move on with the show. So, <laughs> so today, mm-hmm. strangely enough, you know, in the past couple of weeks, there hasn't been a ton of movie news. There hasn't been a ton of trailers to talk about. So today, we're going to have a more focused show. We're going to have a few topics, but we're going to delve into those topics a little bit deeper. So the first thing we're going to talk about today, of course, the day after we recorded our last episode, in our last episode, we talked about Joker 2 and that it was in the works. You know, uh, Todd Phillips had completed a script. He was showing it to Joaquin Phoenix. Nothing was like fully confirmed yet. And then literally the day after we recorded, it was uh, announced that the movie may be a musical, A. (laughs) And then B, Lady Gaga apparently is in talks to play Harley Quinn in the movie. So that was great the day after to read that and be like, oh, good thing we recorded yesterday. But you know, that's what follow-up episodes are for. So today we're going to talk about our thoughts about this happening, this possibly happening. So let's start with you, Nancy. What do you think about A, Lady Gaga possibly being Harley Quinn, and B, this movie maybe being a musical? Next. I don't want it. <laughs> Swipe left. Swipe left. It's just, I don't know why it would be a musical. It makes no fucking sense to me. I don't want a musical Joker. Lady Gaga I'm okay with. I love her in everything that she's in, and obviously she can sing, so if they are going to go with a the musical, right. then I, I guess that's the best fit. But I'm also curious if, you know, the you know chicken or the egg situation, was it because they got Lady Gaga, they're like, hmm, let's make it a musical to make it more interesting or they're thinking about doing a musical and they're like okay if we're gonna do a musical let's get the number one actress who is can sing and act at the same time let's get lady gaga in so i don't know i think it'll be interesting if they go that way but i would prefer them just oh my god don't do don't make it a musical i don't need it (laughs) so nancy not on board got it (laughs) andres where do you fall on this I I wasn't fully on board with it when I first heard about it, but given the fact that Todd Phillips has already produced um, a movie that Lady Gaga was in, uh, Star is Born, so I kind of feeling that while he was producing that, he probably got the itch for, for a musical from that. And then mm-hmm. also on top of that, you know, um, Lady Gaga is just, just an incredible actress in her own realm. But when they announced that this was a musical, I wasn't necessarily 100% on board with that. Until I started thinking about the whole plethora of musicals, where if you actually look at it, a lot of musicals are based off of the idea that a character is in denial or a character is li- or living in the fantasy world to their own extent. Mm-hmm. And when you apply that to a character like Joker, that I think is very fitting for this character. So I'm, I'm thinking less like big broad musicals i'm thinking less um singing in the rain and all the other stuff more i'm thinking about like repo the genetic opera or i'm thinking about um the 2017 movie the lore which is actually a a foreign swedish film that's a musical and it's on hbo max and that's like pretty pretty dark and ominous and it's a horror film as well so the second that i started processing a little bit i was like this could actually be a very interesting combination for the Joker movie. But I, I just think Todd Phillips just needs to shut up because he starts talking about like all these broad ideas and like, oh, the music was always inside of uh, uh, Arthur's character. That's why we made him dance in the bathroom. It's like, no, you just made that shit up. Just, just admit it, Todd. But anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. And the thing is, this is pretty much confirmed. Like, when... All this news was happening, and when we started doing all, when we started covering the Joaquin Phoenix thing, he wasn't signed on to do it just yeah. yet. Isn't and he also now Warner, signed on now? He's now signed on, yeah. and also the green light is officially a go. So this is happening. Yeah, I'd be very. I was. I would have been very shocked if Warner Brothers was like, you know, all that 
fucking money you made us yeah we're just gonna take a pass on this one like come on we no, knew that we knew yeah, it was gonna be exactly. a green light <laughs> no 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 it, it, it was gonna it i think it was definitely a green light coming from warner brothers and i, I just think it was more joaquin coming phoenix. from todd phillips and todd and, and todd phillips todd phillips and joaquin phoenix more than anything else yeah because like i said Joaquin Phoenix is in that picture. He's looking like he's reading that script, and he's like, "Damn, I've got to lose all that fucking weight again." Yeah, that's gonna <laughs> be fucking. And that's brutal. the thing. It's I feel like they're not gonna post a picture of Joaquin Phoenix reading the script, and then the next day be like, "Boop, yeah." Like, like, said, like I saw that. Yeah, I saw that picture. I was like, I'd be very shocked again if he wasn't in the movie or not signed on. If he's reading the script, can you imagine how embarrassing that would be? You post that picture, and then he does decides, "Yeah, this is ass. I'm not gonna be a part of this." <laughs> Yeah, well, well, the same thing that happened with Doctor Strange, too. So many of the trades said that Joaquin was locked in as Doctor Strange. And then he came out and he's like, no, I don't want to do a Marvel movie. I I don't want to do a movie where I'm locked in the seven pictures going forward. Mm -hmm. So it's happened before. And Joaquin Phoenix, he's he's one of those people that he will not choose the dollar over a good story or a good script. And that's something I have the utmost respect for for him. But... Yeah, in terms of this, it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's like I'm torn about this. It's like on one hand, like when I first heard a Joker musical, I was like, why? 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 <laughs> Just like, why? Why are we doing this? Why are we going the musical? And then it was like I saw that first, and then I saw the Lady Gaga news. I was like, yeah, <laughs> maybe. Okay. All right, Lady Gaga. Harley Quinn didn't think of her, but... Now that I'm thinking about it, not exactly a terrible like choice. Meme, You're like, like, no, mm-hmm. like not a terrible choice. And then I keep picturing, I don't know, I have this image in my head and it's what's kind of selling me on the idea is like, I don't know, I see her in this like clinical setting talking to Joaquin Phoenix's Joker and then all of a sudden, I guess maybe in his head, like some musical number starts popping up and then she gets really animated and just starts singing and I'm like, I'd watch that fucking movie. Like I would. I think Lady yeah. Gaga could sell the shit out of it. Like, well, you know, like Nancy was saying before, Lady Gaga, she can obviously sing, but she's also proven she can act and she can be kind of campy. She can be silly. And I think that she would probably be a great Harley Quinn. It just, it's a matter of finding the right tone, finding the right balance and like making it work. You know, I, you know, the first film certainly had a musical quality to it a little bit, but not obviously like, you know, a full on musical where people are singing and dancing. Obviously no one was thinking that it's more so I'd love to see like quality. Mr. Chuckles over there. Yeah, I mean, he's chuckling, but I mean, just, just take that bathroom scene. There's certainly some music. Yeah. There's certainly like a music esque (laughs) vibe in it. But, but, but that's the thing is that well, all those musical sequences where he's dancing, they were never scripted or, or intended. It was just one of those that let's just see if this sticks type of thing. And that's the ultimate worry that I have with Phillips as a director to a certain extent is that w- with some of these big concepts, he'll throw like really big words. And it's like it's like that moment in Princess Bride. It's like, I don't really think you understand what that word means. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think hey, as long Phillips- as you find something that sticks and is good. Yeah, for it. You know, yeah. sometimes so, I mean, it's yeah. better to be lucky than to be good. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> As I see in football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's just one of those things like we need, we, we're going to have to see some footage from it to really be sold on it. But it's an intriguing idea, but it's an idea that could really go one way or the other. It could be disastrous and it also could be really great. So we'll see if, uh, you know, when this movie starts uh, showing some footage, I guess, you know, since it's seemingly going to happen, I guess. I mean... <laughs> I well, guess. All, I mean, all I can say is see you next fall, guys, because yeah. you you know you know they're probably going to go into production on this this fall, and then they're probably going to aim to premiere it at another film festival like they did the original Joker. Yeah, so I mean, I, I don't think it's going to have a massive budget. Yeah, I don't think it's going to have a massive budget, and I'm sure the first film didn't take too long to film, given that like no. there was wasn't a ton of like action in it or anything like that. So I feel yeah. like they could definitely turn this movie around like in a year if they really wanted to. I mean. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But anyway, moving on from that, we're, we're done talking about Joker. I'm done with it. I don't know about you guys. It's in the rear view. I'm, I've had enough. I'm not talking about Joker anymore. <laughs> why? No. Just why? 
No, Watch it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I have a condition. No. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> I, just, I just need to do that every single time fuck, we transition. <laughs> fuck off. Oh, God. I'm so sorry, listeners, watchers, that you have to deal with this. But it's what we have to do, deal with every couple weeks, you know, on, an, on a daily basis. Um, but moving on. So since there weren't really any trailers to talk about this week, which is strange, you know, two-week period, not really a ton of big trailers or any at all. So we're actually going to talk about two movies that we got a chance to see since our last episode, since we've got the time. And those two movies were Elvis and The Black Phone. So the first one we're going to be delving into here is Elvis, Baz, Baz, Baz? Which one is it? Is it Baz or Baz? Baz. It's Baz? Baz? Because I keep hearing people Mm -hmm. say it both ways. So Baz Lerman. (laughs) Baz Lerman's new movie starring Austin Butler as the King of Rock. Let's talk about it. I'm sure we've got a lot of feelings on this matter. It's a little bit of a divisive film, so I'm definitely curious to see what you guys think. We'll start with Andres on this one. What did you think of Elvis? I thought it was long. I thought Austin Butler was spectacular in the role. I like. I was fully. Fu- I fully bought him as Elvis, even though he doesn't physically look like him. Really. Um, I, 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 I thought there's like small little differences here and there, but the thing is he captured the physicality, he captured mm. the mannerisms, he captured the speech method. Like I was like, oh, he, that he's perfect. And um, I, I thought he was great. I thought Tom Hanks was laughably bad. Oh my God. Like Tom Hanks never should ever do an accent ever again. It's just, it, it, it just doesn't work for him. I'm sorry. I don't know what but he's yeah. doing. Yeah, it's it's like it's like you, you have you have a star making performance with Austin Butler, yeah. and you have possibly one of the worst performances since what what is it with people? Every single time they put on a fat suit or something, a voice comes out of them. What the hell, Jared Leto? Oh, well, why? I mean, <laughs> but, this is based off of a true person, so and I don't, I, I, I don't know what the person. I've never heard of this person before in my life, so I don't know what they sound like, what they look like. Should have looked that mm-hmm. up, but you it's know. just <laughs> look. It's not that like Tom Hanks hasn't played dark characters before. It's just that no. it's very hard for me to buy him as an evil person, especially when he's doing like some like mustache twirling accent, and yeah. then he's in this like, and then you could like really tell it's Tom Hanks under like a shitload of makeup. Like it was just mm-hmm. distracting. Yeah, like it what was Craig- just like. It's- what Craig said, which I thought was spot on, was that it reminded him of um, his character in the Lady Killers, just without the beard. And I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. it was very yes. Lady Killers esque, hundred percent, hundred percent, yeah. I I kept thinking about his character in Cloud Atlas, where I'm like, oh, God, God, those I can't. accents, that, that fucking movie, I rough. Uh, but but anyway, seen but it. Uh, not missing much, just, not missing much. Um, but but I digress. Um, going even further, I think. In terms of the execution of the editing for this film, what cocaine was Baz Luhrmann on? Like, like, I, 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 I literally started sitting there and I started counting how many seconds between cuts, and I'm like, one, 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 one. Like, 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 it was like cut, 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 As cut, cut, Andres cut, cut, has cut, a, cut. Like seizure yeah. in the movie. Andre's like, going into reboot yeah. mode. I, 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 <laughs> His drive I, I has legit- been corrupted. <laughs> You know, I, I, I legit I legitimately had to shut my eyes at one point because like there were so many flashes and so many freaking cuts succinctly that it was kind of uncomfortable watching the film itself. So like I literally shut my eyes and just and just heard what the dialogue was for like maybe like two or three minutes and then popped them back up and I was like, okay, Baz Luhrmann, he needs to get a proper editor. And then also on top of that, I kind of feel that the movie skirted around certain... It, it, it did. It didn't give us an Elvis that truly, truly made the audience feel what his flaws were. Not like something like Bohemian Rhapsody or some, or or even a, a biopic that came out recently that I think really nailed both showing the audience this person for all the good he's done for the music world and then also all the terrible things he's done as a human being was Rocket Man. I mean, that movie does not paint Elton John in a great way whatsoever, but you get the idea that this is exactly who he was, and by the end of it, he's changed and he's become a different person by the end. Whereas this one, I kind of felt like anytime there was a little bit of a problematic moment with Elvis, they would just stop the, stop dead in their tracks and then cut straight to the colonel and just be like, but remember, the colonel's a bad guy, guys. The colonel's the asshole in this. And I'm like, wait a minute, but, but like, we just got to meet Priscilla 
Priscilla Presley in the movie, which, by the way, guys, she was a teenager when they had met, and he was like a 30-year-old man, and then all of a sudden they're just like, cut, 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 cut before the audience, like, gets too uncomfortable with this. So, uh, I mean... It was it was a safe biopic. It tried it tried to have its cake and eat it too, but ultimately at the end of the day, it is two hours and forty minutes. I don't get a sense of anything new from Elvis. I just feel like okay, he got screwed over by the Colonel, and that's about it. But it didn't give me a reason to when I went back into my car. It didn't give me a reason to pop in Elvis music like like I did when I saw Rocket Man, where I was popping in Elton John, or like when I saw Bohemian Rhapsody, I was popping in Queen. You know, it to me ultimately this is a very meh biopic. It's a very safe one, and it didn't do much for me. I ultimately I didn't like it. Concise. Oh, that, that's concise, concise to you. <laughs> no. I wouldn't say concise. I wouldn't say concise. All right, Nancy. Yeah, 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 Nancy. Why don't you, I, give, I, Nancy, I, I, I why don't you give your up. concise thoughts <laughs> <laughs> on Elvis for us, real quick? <laughs> oh man, um, I'm in a very similar boat with Andres. I feel like the beginning of the movie, especially, I felt like I was on the freaking Harry Potter ride at Universal, where it was just like doing this the whole time and like very quick and very um, a lot of jumping between years as well, which was a little jarring. Thankfully, once it got going, I felt like, you know, towards the second half of the movie, I felt like it cut down on that, which was really good. Um, but yeah, it, the beginning was super jarring for me. Uh, you know, sorry, I already forgot his name. Austin Butler. Um, Austin Butler, right? Is that the right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, no, he did an amazing job, and I think he did a great Elvis. And in terms of Tom Hanks' character, I don't know what the real life person is like, so it's hard for me to say, like, yeah, you nailed it, or you were way you off, it. or whatever <laughs> it may be. But I also think it's hilarious that we have to call him the freaking Colonel the whole time, and all I can think <laughs> of is this KFC evil villain running around. I think I said, I said, I said, I think I said Elvis. <laughs> Exactly. That's all I could think of. You know what? Foghorn, yeah. Colonel, all the same guy. All yeah, the same guy. Motto. Yeah, but that's all, all I could think of. of spices. Yeah. <laughs> I also think, like, you know, the the story of Elvis is already depressing as it is. You know what happens to him, but making a movie about how his manager was just taking advantage of him and abusing him essentially is just like, ugh. It was like, it was just so depressing and long and just uh, you know i walked away from that movie and be like oh man that sucked i didn't feel like it ended on like a good note i was just like oh you go elvis it was like oh that sucks your life was awful um in terms of i think though the the ending was very solid which we can get into in a little bit but i think it it started on a really rough note got a little bit better and ended well but it was just really long and yeah, it was. I would give it like a B if I had to give it a grade. Wow, that's higher than I thought it was going to be. Given Man, you're, you're being very generous, <laughs> Nancy. B minus, then. All right, B-. all right. We'll go B-. You really crack the whip on that one. <laughs> I would. I, you know. You know what? You know what? I would give it. I would give it a B. A better movie. I'd give it a C minus. <laughs> that's still pretty okay. kind for you, given your thoughts. Sure. Yeah. I feel like, am I the only one of us who actually liked this movie? Yes. <laughs> I think I might be. Correct. And I'm the one who hates Basler, Boz, Boslerman the most. <laughs> Starting like with his I name. Would, I honestly just usually tend to fucking hate his movies because I hate his editing yeah. style. I hate his Which over the top so direction. Because I feel like this is the most Lerman-y movie No, he's I had. think Moulin Rouge is way more Lerman-y. Okay. Because fair, it's fair. A, that I, couldn't, I couldn't stand oh, that movie because of how how it's edited. It's literally like you're on a cocaine trip that never ends, and I hate it so much. Uh, yeah, and the music's okay, not fair. even worth it. Anyway, enough that's about fair. Moulin Rouge. But I know there's tons of people who are like, but it's the best movie. Shut up. Just listen to another podcast. But my thoughts on this one, I actually thought like his Lermanisms actually worked for this material because Elvis is all about the glitz. He's all about the glamour. And I kind of liked how fast-paced it was, you know, for the first like two-thirds of the movie because that's kind of how, you know, his trajectory to, you know, superstardom and, you know, fame was. It was super quick. It happened in a flash. You know, you can feel how like much of a rush it was. And then when his life starts to fall apart, 
that's when it starts to slow down a little bit and you really get to kind of know the guy and everything he was going through. And I really liked that in terms of the pacing because it felt like you were on that like roller coaster ride of, you know, fame and stardom. And then, you know, you're trying to catch your breath. And then when you finally do, you're like, oh, wow, this is, you know, really heartbreaking stuff. And I never felt like Elvis was perfect in this movie i mean i do feel like in the last third they do show like some big flaws of his you know some mistakes that he made way he mishandled people or didn't appreciate people in his life and how that led to a lot of heartbreak and a lot of depression you know he was never like you know portrayed as like this perfect idol which i enjoyed and austin butler is just incredible in the movie i mean if you're like putting him up against you know like uh, a rami malik or a you know taron edgerton i mean it's a I pretty think, close race and honestly i think i liked his performance as elvis more than i liked rami malik's in bohemian rhapsody because i, I feel I like agree. i just i just completely bought him as elvis not only physically it's just he just embodied the man i mean i know there was points in the movie where they like interspliced real footage of elvis and because butler was so good and the makeup and hairstyling was so good i couldn't tell if it was butler or if it was Dude, actually Elvis, that's how good that he last, was in the movie. Yeah, that last scene, I was literally like, "Yeah, wait, is that which one are you? Yeah, <laughs> is I mean, that Elvis? Is yeah, that, that's that how is. good he is in this movie. And like, yeah. and then you, of course, you you see Tom Hanks, and you're like, Jesus, you have Austin Butler <laughs> up here, <laughs> and then you have Tom Hanks doing, I'll say it, I'll say it, I'll think I'll say it, Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like, what is happening? It's like they're in two completely (laughs) different movies. But like when Butler's on the screen, it's mesmerizing. There are some musical sequences. All the musical sequences in the movie are incredible. All of his performance scenes are so well done and so well shot. And there's a great energy to them. You know, there's some scenes that happen like, you know, in like um, like a bar where they're just kind of having like a little mini concert that I love the vibe of those scenes. And I thought it really, you know, you get to learn where Elvis found his roots and the kind of music that he grew up loving and how it informed his music. And I really thought they did a great job of doing that. That. Um, I will and there was say, sorry. Even one scene. Sorry. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. No, I just want to interject really quick. I will say I did really like that because I feel like uh, across the years, Elvis has gotten the reputation of stealing black music. That's... And you mm-hmm. see in this movie that it's not that at all. Like, that's where he comes yeah. from. That, was, those are his roots. And he's influenced by a lot of R&B yeah. and, you know, all these things. So I do like that they made that very clear in this movie. Okay, yeah, sorry, that, that that was great. No, yeah. that was no, that's totally cool. Um, and like, just I think there was like one scene, one musical performance in particular that I mean, I've seen the video, you know, online so many times because it's one of my favorite Elvis performances. Is his, you know, like a, if I can dream performance, you know, which is just in front of that, you know, Elvis sign in the background. It's a simple mm-hmm. performance, but it's so powerful and. Butler just like obviously I don't think he's singing in that scene because I think he just sings the younger Elvis stuff in the movie and they used Elvis's actual voice for like no, his later career. They 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 mix the two in in his later career. Oh, they mix the two. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but the way he performed that scene, like he he even had, like the mannerisms to like a T because I like I can see the video in my mind. I'm like Jesus. He's like it just so much thought and precision went into that performance that. You know, come award season, if his name isn't in the running, I'd be pretty upset. I'm not going to lie because I, you know, I know it's kind of like a cliche at this point to nominate someone for playing a musician, but it's a damn fucking good performance. Like, it's just so good. And, you know, I do. Arguably, and arguably, it might have been the hardest one out of the bunch. Yeah. I mean, mean, like, like, that's a, that's, that's a tall, that's a tall mountain to climb to play Elvis. Did you say it's a tall mountain to climb? I know, I said a tall mountain to climb. <laughs> a tall mountain to climb. It's just me. <laughs> I'm still stuck like, on what? Joker, guys. <laughs> just, I was literally like running it back in my mind. I'm like, did he? Did he? I, I did just say it. <laughs> it's a tall mountain to climb. And that's Clown guys. Uh, Look, it's not, an episode unless, it's not an episode unless one of us fucks up some sort of phrase. And I think yep. that was that we were, that we were due. Um, what was, was that? Yeah, that was the gore? best one, really. No, I think that was better than Gore. I think that yeah. one that, oh, that, no. that, that one brought me a lot of joy. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> but like just generally, I just I do think it's a really fun, entertaining movie that does Elvis justice. Is it perfect? No, I think it's way too long. You know, it's almost three hours, especially in that last hour. I was really feeling its runtime where I was like, OK, we know where this is going to end up. Can we just get there a little bit faster? There's some scenes that go on a little bit too long. Sometimes there's too much focus on the colonel where I just he's just not interesting. And Hanks is like, you know, hamming it up to like a thousand. So he's not really that fun to watch um (laughs) and you know like but other than that i really enjoyed the movie and i enjoyed it way more than i thought i was going to like i said because i'm not a big um Lerman fan and yeah i mean that's pretty much all i got to say about the movie if do you guys have anything else do you have like favorite scenes do you have anything you want to still gripe about what you got oh his dad 
I was oh, like, his dad's the worst. Why are, you, oh. why are you so gullible? What is wrong? No, his dad was just like a patsy. That's what he was like made to be in the movie. He just like followed whatever the colonel told him to do. I know. Yeah. That's what I mean. He was so gullible. He just listened to whatever he said. <laughs> he he literally gave he literally um when Elvis was uh was when Elvis was collapsing and then all of a sudden there's that moment where he's like, What can you do? Uh yeah. and he just looks at yeah. the colonel like, uh uh, what, what, what can you do? You know what? What do Give you him want him to do? <laughs> He's like, all right, sure. Oh, <laughs> like oh, I just uh, mentioned yeah. that Batman moment. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much what we didn't see on screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but oh, the one thing I did want to mention that I thought was really well done in the movie. The score is really well done in that it takes a lot of Elvis's classic songs and it like twists them into something a little bit different depending on what scene it is. Like, there's a beautiful. Um, scene I think toward the end where like him and Priscilla this at the point where they're like a strange and I forget what song they do like a more somber version of I think it's either Unchained it's, Melody or Can't Help Falling In Love it's one of those it's it's Can't Help Falling In Love yeah yeah, yeah. Can't, yeah, yeah. It's a cover. yeah they make it like a more somber version of it I'm like that's a really great way to kind of like Which, twist his music a little bit I was like that's really creative I like I like what? that it's a it's a movie that feels as kind of creative and different and you know, out there like Elvis was like in a good way. And that's why I don't, that's why Bohemian Rhapsody, that's the biggest gripe I had with it is that that movie out of like Bohemian Rhapsody, Rocketman and Elvis felt the most like kind of like a straightforward biopic and like less like a queen movie where like Rocketman felt like an Elton John movie. Elvis feels like an Elvis movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Oh wow! But but honestly, if, wow. if we're going to talk about like like scenes that really surprised us as well, I thought I I was particularly impressed by Austin Butler selling us on the paranoia of Elvis to a certain extent because there's all those moments where where he's like, you know what, I want to travel the world, I want to travel internationally, mm-hmm. and then there's the Colonel basically trying to trick him into basically staying at the international. And then the colonel just goes, no, you got death threats and all this other stuff. And then you see exactly how, because of the fact Elvis trusted the colonel so much, you sort of see exactly where he started to develop all that paranoia and that, like, you know, keeping a freaking loaded gun in in the hotel room and blocking out all the windows with the foil and stuff like that. I thought those scenes were actually particularly well done. It sold me, I mean, like, it it, it was almost like one of those things in... um, in the lore or in the mythos of Elvis where you're kind of like, why did he go insane? I, I I don't really get that. Do you just like earn too much money and then just didn't trust anybody? It's like, it, well, t- he technically did, but also you have a psycho in the background telling you that, am I, am I the only one that's worried about security? <laughs> or, or, or freaking or freaking uh, if you want, if we want to go the follow up, I say, I say, I say, am I the only one that's worried about security? <laughs> yeah, that's more accurate. <laughs> there we go. It's far more accurate. There you go. There you go. Felt like he was in the room. He's <laughs> right here with us. I yeah, say, I'm, right. I'm in the room with you. <laughs> Goodness. Oh my god! But oh, but but we, but weird weird coincidence I, I found while I was while I was just sitting there bored by the movie last night. I was like, oh, this is the second time Tom Hanks has done a, an Elvis thing. Sorry, I just love that you said. <laughs> while I was sitting there bored with the movie, just thinking yeah. about just sitting there bored other out, things. Bored out of my mind. Yeah, this I was like, I, like, like, like. I was thinking about. It. I was like, you know what? Elvis, Elvis didn't. Elvis probably stole the music from from so many of his influences growing up. But he probably stole his dance moves from Forrest Gump. Wait a minute. Oh, this is the second time Tom Hanks has been like associated with an Elvis project or with something yep. Elvis like because of Forrest Gump. So I don't know. I just thought that was hilarious. I don't know. Boom. Or well, from we're, Elvis. Well, we're, we're very glad that you enjoyed that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was the only enjoyment I got from the whole movie, unfortunately. Oh, that's false. You literally just yeah, told us the things you liked. I know. What a lie. What a lie. What, do you think we don't listen to you? Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's fair to say that you guys weren't crazy about the movie, found some enjoyment in it, and then I clearly am the one who enjoyed it the most, even despite its flaws. But now we shall transition to a movie that is pretty much the polar opposite of Elvis, and that is the horror thriller The Black Phone from director Scott Derrickson, starring Ethan Hawke and Mason Thames. 
let's talk about this. This is kind of like a spiritual follow-up to Sinister. At least it feels that way. Uh, at least feels like it almost takes place in the same world, just with how good the world building is. You know, and uh, let's talk about it. Let's start with Nancy on this one. What did you think of the Black Phone? Were you excited going in? Were you a little bit on the fence, neutral? Where were you at? Uh, I definitely was excited. I feel like we, oh man, we did the review for this trailer. Yeah. I don't it was supposed know, to come out in January, ago. right? I think it was originally yeah. supposed to come out in January. February was supposed to come and, out originally. I, yeah, it just kept getting pushed. So I was, you know, I was getting a little worried. Also, you know, I don't have the best memory. I started forgetting what the hell I saw in the trailer other right. than the plot. So I was excited going in. I feel like a lot of times also, you know, whenever we do these reviews, it's very rare for me to either be on one extreme or the other with a movie. I'm pretty like, oh yeah, that was good, even though I didn't think it was great. Um, it's very rare if I'm like, oh, that movie was awful, horrible, or this right. movie was amazing. This is the first movie I feel like in a while where I was like, this movie was fucking amazing. I loved this movie so much, uh, to the point where I was like, I wanna go watch it again. Like immediately, I just wanted mm -hmm. to go Instant back in. Yeah, rewind, do it all over again. I'm down for it. Um, it was so good story-wise, and there was a lot of elements that I didn't even expect story-wise in terms of like the dad's background, like the sister and brother element, I didn't see that coming. Um, a lot of the horror elements too, I didn't see coming. Um, so I like that they, you know, gave little teases of it in the trailer, but it wasn't explicitly shown in the trailer. And um, once you see the movie, you get so much more story, which I really loved. And the horror elements, oh my God. When we get into details, there was a specific jump scare that got me so bad Ooh, that I, I was not, one it was. I was yeah. not expecting it. And it's been a while since I've seen a horror movie do that. And I really liked it. And everyone's performances were just freaking A+. I definitely would give this movie probably an A+. Maybe like four and three quarters stars, you know, if we're going like star search Can't be ways. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Can't be perfect. Give it a, take off a little slice for uh, some things. Definitely the pacing in the beginning was a little slow. Um, but I feel like we needed all that background information to make a lot of other things later on in the movie more pertinent. But yeah, mm. oh my God, I love this movie. All right, Andres, are you in the same boat, or are you paddling elsewhere? I think I'm on the same boat, but I think I'm paddling faster towards that direction. Uh, oh. I fucking love this movie as well. It's my number two oh. favorite movie of the year, right a behind plus plus. Batman. Five yeah. stars? I'm curious now. <laughs> number this, two. This, this, oh. this, would, this would be oh. a nine... <laughs> this would be like a 9.5 for me. Like, everything... I, I thought this movie was yeah. firing on all cylinders. The the performances from the kids, all... I mean, like, this. these are so all, good. like, star-making performances for all these children. I mean, even the kids that are not... Even the kids that play the ghosts are freaking fantastic as well. But that all is brought together by the main connection between Finney and his sister. And I thought that was amazing. And I thought even the portrayal with the father as well. Like, he's an alcoholic drunk. I mean... <laughs> alcoholic drunk and out an abusive alcoholic okay, <laughs> at least you, ca at least you caught it. yourself this time i caught myself but, but uh, he's an also abusive, for our listeners yeah. and watchers slight spoilers <laughs> oh yeah slight spoilers but yeah but, like, I mean, but you like, should know that by now like not, yeah yeah you should know that we always talk spoilers but but the thing is that the movie shows every single one of these characters, but not a single one of them feels like a cookie cutter villain, except for one person, which is the villain. But I think they don't go too much into the backstory of what Ethan Hawke is all about and why he's kidnapping all these kids. And personally, I didn't mind it because you know, whenever you see all these stories, you never find out the why of what they did. Do we know why? Do we know why uh, uh, Gacy liked to cut people up? No, not really. Do we know why all these serial killers throughout all history have done the things that they have done? No, because it's never explained. We're never going to get a backstory or anything like that. So I thought, oh, and, you know, not to bury the lead on that as well, Ethan Hawke was fantastic in this like suitably terrifying at moments and then also just so off-puttingly friendly at points like my favorite moment is when he's like what's your name what's your name uh it's taylor damn it 
I was gonna let you go. I was like, oh my god, I, I, I don't know. I don't yep. know if he was actually gonna Dude. let him go or not. <laughs> But that's what I love, though, is yeah, that he's, he's so, so doing this the whole time that I was so like, oh, good. I, was, I actually ble- I was like, maybe he was going to let him go. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's what I loved about it, though. Yeah. And I mean, but then also in terms of all the scares, in terms of just the sequence of events of certain things happening, like like I find myself in movies kind of going like, why don't you do this or why don't you do that? And then all of a sudden. He Finney does every single one of those things without going into too many spoilers, but he does every single now one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, not now talking specifically, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get there. But Andres doesn't know if he know, wants but, to do spoilers or not yet. Mm, he's on the fence. Mm. <laughs> you know what? I was I was going to do spoilers, guys. I might as well just go get my mask. <laughs> Seriously. But but by the way, the the look of the mask utterly terrifying. I love that there were different scene. masks. Oh, the, yes. And there was one was point so where cool. he took off the top one. I was like, oh, what the shit? It's too bad. Like, yeah. I, I like, didn't such realize. A cool idea. Such a cool so idea. So clever. Yeah. Yeah. And um, but yeah, but so far all the way through. Great, great movie. I highly recommend it. Tom, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I mean... I agree. It's great. It's everything I wanted it to be. And I just, I love simple horror. Like, simple horror that works. Like, it's just a really well-crafted story. You know, this is Scott Derrickson reteaming with C. Robert Cargill, the guy he did uh, Sinister with. Did he also write Exorcism of Emily Rose with him, too? No, he didn't write Exorcism of Emily Rose. Okay. But, yeah. but, so but they the did meet based team, on least. their mutual love. Yeah. The yeah, Sinister team, at least. But but they also did write uh, Doctor Strange together. Yeah, which, right. oh my god, after seeing this, I, I kind of just want to go, Kevin Feige, what the fuck were you doing? You should have let him do whatever he wanted on that yeah. sequel. Like if this is what we get if this is what we get when 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 he truly does whatever he wants to do and keep in mind he came up I mean um he uh uh Scott Derrickson and Robert Cargo were both on board for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I'm willing to bet that he didn't want to incorporate all that Illuminati shit and that he w- truly wanted it to be a focused horror film, but you know again again you, you have to bow down before Feige on that one. But anyway, this movie just completely shows me why you need to sort of trust directors when they go into a project or when they go into a big budget thing. So anyway, sorry, Tom, go. No, Tom's no, thoughts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all good. Um, no, I asked Andres a question. He's, he's allowed to speak. Um, no, like, uh, what was I going to say? I, it really felt like Derrickson was really just like back in his element. He was happy to play with his old toys and he was able to, happy to play with some new ones. And I just, I loved what he did with the story. He's not a director that, overly relies on jump scares he knows when to use them he knows how to build up to them and he knows how to put story and character first because yes the first you know maybe quarter of the movie is a little bit slower than you expect but it's so instrumental especially towards the latter half of the film where you really feel that emotional element come in because if we you know talk spoilers a little bit here you know it's like you set up these relationships that you know this young boy has with like other kids at his school like one of these kids who like you know is like beating the shit out of the bully in the school who ends up being one of the kids who gets kidnapped and one of these you know spirits that helps you know this uh this kid escape um but that whole relationship it doesn't work unless you have those early earlier scenes where they're interacting and that's great and then establishing the great relationship that this boy has with his sister who has these like supernatural abilities to see things in her dreams which is a cool thing they didn't put in the trailers which i'm so happy they didn't because that was such a cool surprise the movie does a great job of grounding things even when the supernatural comes into play i think it's a perfect blend of like grounded with the supernatural and when those jump scares happen they're really well executed you know there's one that you know was in the trailer that i guess my sister didn't see because when it happened scared the living bejesus out of her which one was it because i'm curious um, if it was the same as me it was the one where i think he was like he was on the phone and then he turns back real quick and then the spirit's like literally right there Yes. Oh, no, yeah. that was the one that got me. I See, don't remember I, I knew that, that one the trailer was coming. at all. Yeah, I no. knew that one was coming. So that's why that, that one didn't get me. The one that no, got literally, me. Literally, I was I was holding on to Craig's arm and literally <laughs> I went like we both jumped and I it's audibly out loud. 
I just went, Jesus Christ, and laughed yep. out loud in the theater because it, it really got me. I was not expecting that at Cause all. Because, like, the two scares that really got me, the one, the image that really haunted me that, like, it wasn't necessarily like, oh, shit, I just gave myself shivers again. Fuck. Okay. Just so gave, like, gave you the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. It was like, I forget who, like, what spirit was trying to help him, but it looked like as if that spirit got, like, sucked into the void behind him or whatever, like, really mm-hmm. fast, where the, that visual alone was so haunting that I was like, what is happening? Like, what is going on here? Where I was just like so interested in the story and like kind of the supernatural element, it was so good. Or when you know the his sister is trying to find the right house, and then when she's slowly arriving at the right house, all of a sudden you get a super quick flash of all the kids in front of the house, and I was like, "Whoa! Oh, yeah. Now that's an image! Mm-hmm. Holy crap! That's fantastic!" Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah. and then that whole middle section where you have him interacting with Ethan Hawke, amazing. Ethan Hawke's incredible in the movie. I was so excited to see him play a villain, and he just eats up every scene he's in in the best way possible. I just love Ethan Hawke with all my heart. He's a treasure. Yes. And can we best. just discuss Ethan Hawke? Once you're done with your thoughts, I, oh, need, absolutely. To, I need a whole Ethan, Ethan Hawke is just my man. I love him. Uh. He's such a versatile actor. I think he just such, oh, does such so wonderful good. things with whatever roles he's given. And I like the fact that this seems to be the year he's like tapping into the villainous side of himself, you know, with Moon Knight and now with the Black Phone. Um, and I like it. I, I like villainous Ethan Hawke. It's cool to see the darker side to him. And he was so unpredictable, charismatic, haunting. I feel like he gives you enough characteristics about the character where he can draw certain conclusions about why he's doing what he's doing and why he is the way he is. Like, especially toward the end of the movie where he has that big confrontation. Is it the, the young kid, what is his name? Finn or something? Finny. Finny? The, the one who gets kidnapped? Yeah, yeah, yeah the main kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. When they have their final confrontation, he rips his mask on off like, and then he like covers his face like he, like it was almost like, you know, like, like he's naked. I was like, oh yeah. wow, that's really interesting because like maybe that's yeah. why he wears the mask because like he hates how he looks and he always needs to have some sort of makeup or you know mask on i was like oh that's an interesting thing to add to the character really cool and just you know him interacting with the spirits you know or or, or like just even the little moments of humor where ethan hawk is like what is it with you and the phone (laughs) 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 he's like it doesn't work (laughs) oh my gosh i love though that we 90 let's say like 99 percent of the movie ethan hawk's face is covered so mm-hmm. he has to do mm-hmm. a lot of acting with his eyes with his voice everything and you know that someone's a really good actor when they can do that and creep you out without yeah. even seeing their face and what mm-hmm. i loved was that he had three different voices in this movie he had that creepy like willy wonka high-pitched like very mm-hmm. whimsical creepy yep. voice and yeah. to be honest, at first, it didn't really creep me out because I was like, oh, it's kind of silly. It reminds me of Willy Wonka. Like, I get it, but fair. But the second he dropped down to that almost growly, mm-hmm. like, very, like, I'm going to kill you voice, that's when it started creeping me out because he would go back and forth between the two when it was necessary. And then there's one scene where he's talking to his brother and he uses his normal voice. Special shout out to James Ransone, who I love that Scott Derrickson keeps using because he's one of my favorite actors. He's always so funny. He's always so funny. I love James Ransone. Yes. Um, But yeah, but there's there's this middle voice where it's his normal voice when he talks to his brother. I'm like, holy shit, you have like this weird, creepy, murderous voice versus like, I'm going to kill you voice versus his normal voice. And I think Ethan Hawke used them so well. And it was just so smart to do it that way. Mm-hmm. And just the yeah, image absolutely. of him upstairs, just sitting with like the mask on with the belt. I was like, that's just terrifying alone. That's yeah. just terrifying. Yeah. And I thought and, that was and- clever too, because how the sister in that, oh, in that scene, how the sister gets beat with the belt earlier and then oh. Ethan Hawke's like weapon, so to speak, is a yeah. belt. I, I think what they're trying to tell clever. you is that like he obviously probably grew up with similar yep. treatment, which is why he's like inflicting it on these kids to like make them feel his pain. Like that's what I got yep. from like his yeah. whole yeah, like, same. you know, uh, ab- ab- MO. Ab- absolutely. Ab- absolutely in the same way. And then the thing is, I think um, Ethan Hawke's character is also sort of a mirror of what Finney would have been like had he not had the connection with his sister because he has yeah. his brother, but you clearly tell that they that they basically they're not connected with one another. I mean, hell, his brother is trying to figure out who this kidnapper is. And he's literally, in the basement. literally Dude, in the that basement. Scene, I was like, no, it's the same house. Listen to See, him. I know he's on I, coke, but listen to him. 
See, I, I, at first I just thought that was a stylistic transition. Just kind of like going like, okay, it's down below. Okay, right. It's, nope, it's, probably it's literally right down below. It's literally the same house. And like, there, there's that moment where like all of a sudden, like, 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 like the brother goes down the stairs and then sees Finney in there and he's like, holy shit. Oh my God. Uh, wait a minute. Do you want to know how I found you? It's like, no, just get me the fuck no. out of and here. Even the, I thought and that even, was hilarious. And even though you know exactly what's going to happen next with like Ethan Hawke finding him and killing him, just like that whole scene and then like literally just Ethan Hawke's like, look what you made me do. You made me kill my own brother. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. I was oh. like, yeah. yes. Love it. Love you, Ethan Hawke. Oh, man. But, so but, but if, we can, if we can talk about the confrontation between Finney and the grabber, I mean, God, I was, I I was, I was screaming out the top of my head and just going like, man, fuck yeah. Every, every flash. Oh, that Mm -hmm. last line though. I was like, fucking perfect. When he's like, Finney's arm is mint. And she goes, bad. Like, so so fucking good. Oh, Uh, and then just, and then just, and then just that little moment where all of a sudden, um, uh, what's called Ethan Hawke's character. He's the only one apart from Finney that can hear the phone, and and Ethan Hawke just thinks it's a delusion. And then the minute that they both notice the phone's going off, he's like, "No, you were hearing exactly what I'm hearing right now. Oh, it's for you." I was like, "Oh, yep, yep, yep. yep. Way to bury the way to bury that death in, guys. Like, ah, so I good. swear to God." Um, it Garrett's kind of in- remind me <clears throat> a little bit of. Um, have you seen the visit? I am yeah, not. I okay. Well, I won't it, say too much, but it reminded me a little bit of the ending of the visit. And also what I liked was that everything tied together. So the only reason Finney got out was because these other kids got kidnapped and unfortunately murdered. And they all left these little things for him that ultimately led to him escaping, which I liked. I like when everything kind of comes full circle and like connects together that way. So I... I thought that was really clever. I like and I And I love the reveal yeah. that the house that his sister was thinking of was actually the house where he buried the bodies and that across oh. the street was where he kept the kids kidnapped. I was like, that's yeah. different. I was like, yeah. wow, what a reveal. Yeah. I like that. That yeah. that was great. And then uh, and then also just in terms of how they did the ghosts a little differently as well, too. I love the fact that when Finney's speaking on the phone with each of the ghosts, the ghosts kind of don't know where they are. They're mm-hmm. just kind of just speaking into a void. And they're like, um, I don't know what my name is. Is your name yeah. Dennis? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I-, I thought that was great because then, because the only one that really was concise all the way through was Robin, was was his best friend from uh, from earlier. And he was the well, one that's like, you know what? Yeah, he was just murdered uh, well, recently. Should, yeah, yeah, that's what I took it as. Like, the longer it had been, the more they were forgetting. And, like, the more recent ones, they remembered everything from their lives. Which was like, yeah. I was so sad that his friend, not only did the first kid he knew that got kidnapped, you know, he knew from baseball, but then his, yeah. like, only friend at school got kidnapped and murdered. I was like, oh my god. And then his dad is abusive. I was like, ugh. It's poor funny yeah. which, 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 that scene with his dad at the very end, I mean, it's like, that 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 got to me as well too because I'm just like oh man like you know he the, and in terms of in terms of painting each character with a wide brush that character even itself on the page could have been very stereotypical but then when you sort of hear the backstory in terms of why he's doing that why he's drinking I mean like he lost his wife to the same exact thing and the thing is the voices kept telling the wife she should kill herself so you know he's deathly afraid of that happening to his kids so he turns to the booze and he turns to the only way he knows how to get his point across is with the belt I mean, and and that was I, I I thought I thought that was a really 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 great way of um of showing the dimensionality between a character like that as well. Which oh yeah. and, an- and another character too, the sister. I, I forget what her name oh, is my again. Gosh. Uh, but but uh, all her, all her all her scenes when she's praying, I thought so were good. great. Those and fantastic. I love the scene where where like where like she wakes up and she has no dreams and she's like, Jesus, what the fuck? Come <laughs> yeah. on, you throw me a all, bone here. All the children actors <laughs> in the movie were amazing. Like yeah, well done. Oh, even well when done she's, casting. I love the scenes where she's standing up for her brother too. Where oh, she's like, yeah, I love the relationship between her and her brother. Oh, I love that God. relationship. <laughs> she, oh, it was she great. Fucked that kid up. Yeah, no, yeah, it was I, good. I, yeah, and I love how the brother wasn't even mad. She like did it for him. He was just like, "Thank you." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, like thank I'll you. Take it. 
fine. Thank you. Really I'll take care of dad that, tonight. <laughs> oh, man, that scene with the belt, though, that scene freaking that was got rough. me. Oh, yeah. man. The only thing, and, though, the only thing, though, I will say, like, other than maybe, like, the first quarter being just a little so the only thing that kind of bugged me was that when he's, like, in the, the basement and he's, like, trying all these different tactics, like, you know, he's, like, ripping think, down this window rail, he's smashing say, through a wall. Just, like, how did Ethan Hawke not hear him? Oh, no, so that's it. what I... No, no, so he soundproofed but, it. But also, there were times where he left the door open, though. No, no, but also he's... um he did it during the times he didn't leave the door open but also mm-hmm. that's why i love that they incorporated the brother because if you listen the brother says something like oh he had to go to work or he's saying like this time is different because his brother actually was staying with him he doesn't live there and so mm-hmm. ethan hawk has to deal with his brother being there so he can't actually do the things that he normally does when he okay. brings the kids there all right that's yeah. why i like that they incorporated the brother i was like okay that okay. makes more sense all right i'll give him a pass although they did hearing him like, and also he hear this happening exactly that's although, what i thought too and it was so al- much although, time too that he didn't go down there yeah yeah although there was one point where i thought they were going to do something because literally when he breaks the freaking the bars off the window yeah i was like I was that like, was so loud oh. Uh, no, no, I, I thought that was so loud, but also on top of that, I was like, oh, he's going to grab the bottle and he's going to try to smash the window. And then he just didn't. Like, I don't, mm. I don't know. I thought that I thought they could have done that. But, you know, minor yeah. little quibble, whatever. Well, also the thing, okay, my qualm with him trying to get out was with when he shimmies the cord through the carpet. I was like, how the fuck is that cord going up and then looping around and then coming back down? Like, that makes no freaking sense. <laughs> I was well, like, clearly no, that you're just not the. In- <laughs> no, there's <laughs> you, no you, way. It you would clearly do this. just don't know the ingenuity. <laughs> and also on top of that, the whole time I was thinking, well, why don't you just use that cord when he comes in to sneak up on him and like strangle him? That probably, would make more sense. Ethan Hawke's probably stronger. Also, He's a kid. Yeah. And not he if can just sneak he can up behind he can, him. He can literally just like throw him over his shoulder. He's so light. No, jump on his back. Yeah, strangle just like, him. And then he would just wrap just it around. No, oh. he could have done it. But, but also he's a kid, so whatever. Yeah. You know, but 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 also he didn't have the combination lock to the front door yet either. Which which remember <laughs> remember that moment when he gets the combination lock and then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, like 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 I remember I remember as soon as I saw the numbers I got it in my head and then as soon as he gets up there I'm like, wait a minute, what were the, what was those first two numbers again? Fuck me! Like yeah. God, I'd be so yeah. fucked if I was in that. But situation. also it's just. It's just a string of numbers. He doesn't even have the right like combo of numbers. The kid's like, oh, I don't know. You gotta try all of them. And I was like, oh shit, that's not. Yeah, the ghosts were just like, look, I don't know. This is all I know is what I left. (laughs) And 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 and, and he and he and he gets away, but he's just this close. And then and the grabber catches him, and then literally puts the knife against his up against his neck and tells him if he if he makes a peep, he's gonna slice him in front of everybody. I'm like, I was so pissed. I was like, Finny, Finny, run into a backyard. Jump a fence. Don't go running down the street when the car is following you. I was like, oh, my God. He's going to get if you're, if you're Listen, if you're going to go running down the street, you better Tom Cruise run that fucking shit. Yeah. Turn into a majestic <laughs> racehorse. Get the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> exactly. I love, though, when uh, when uh, the grabber makes some eggs or whatever, and then Finney's just like, oh. would you put in the eggs? He's like, just a little salt and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're already here. I don't have to poison you. Like, why would I poison you? He's like, it's like, why would I need to poison you? So funny. That was great. Oh my yeah. god. So I think it's safe to say we all immensely enjoyed the Black Phone. I I can't wait to watch it again. I think it's gonna be it's be a great Halloween watch. I do hope it comes out on Blu-ray. You know, during Halloween time because I'd love to give it a rewatch around then. Okay. But I think the one thing we can say is that compared to the trailer that came out, it's very true to the trailer, very true to the vibe of the trailer, which always isn't sorry isn't always the case where sometimes we'll get a trailer where the movie's way different for better sometimes for worse and there have been many an occasion so i tasked andres and nancy with trying to think of a movie that was far different from the trailer that we got whether it was a good movie or whether it was a bad movie because of that so i'm curious what your picks are let's start with andres what is your pick for movie that was most different from the trailer that we got Oh Jesus! I mean, for me, the one that comes off right off the top of my head—I know you guys are gonna laugh at this when I say it—it's freaking Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> because, okay. because here's, 
Because that's not what I pictured you saying no, at all. Because because here's the thing. I remember taking my nephew to go see the movie back when it first came out, and then wow. like you know we were we were sold on a talking kangaroo movie all the way through, and then the minute that we're in it, it's pure on adult oriented jokes it's a movie that's frankly not appropriate for young for young kids it's cinema. and then <laughs> oh god shut up it's directed by todd phillips right <laughs> but but that, but then you keep going forward and then all Jack, that, so. yeah no but, but but then you keep going forward and all the scenes that are in the trailer is literally a small little dream sequence in the film yeah i do remember that and, i do remember that Really? And, and it's yeah, yeah I was, it's I a felt small those dreams. Yeah, and, and I, I, I just remember being like, man, they really, really deceived us going into this movie. But that's an example. Okay, so what of you're movie. telling me yes. that Kangaroo Jack is not about a talking kangaroo? No, it's not. I've never seen the movie, so there's no. no. Okay, it's not. Yeah, no, that's it's, very it's, deceiving. Yeah. It's about like these yeah, two dudes who are trying to catch a kangaroo in Australia. And failing mm-hmm. miserably. <laughs> money or For, because because they um they they Fancy? put they, they start they start taking photos with a kangaroo and then just for fun they put on a sweater on the kangaroo and then the kangaroo uh, has like this like, envelope for, of money or something right? Yeah, it, it's like millions of dollars or something like that in an envelope yeah. <laughs> that's in the sweater and I'm just like oh great so that's what they're doing all the way through and the kangaroo doesn't okay. even talk it doesn't even do any of that stuff it's such a deceitful trailer. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Would it have yeah. had any that's actually, idea? No, that's definitely movie. a solid pick because I remember. A good one. I remember being cheated back in the day by that movie. So that's a solid one. How about you, Nancy? Do you have a pick for a good one or a bad one? Let's see. I uh, I have a few picks. I cheated a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. Some. Right. Um, okay. You didn't clear this with me, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do what I want around here. All right. She's um, a pioneer. Okay. The first one that I can think of, which is going to sound weird, similar to Kangaroo Jack, was Good Luck Chuck. The reason I didn't oh. go see this movie is oh, because the, the way they um, originally marketed it was that uh, Jenner, uh, not Jenner, Jessica Beals, not Jessica Beals. Jessica Alba. Alba. Thank you. Jessica Alba. <laughs> I was like, nope, wrong one. We both uh, saw Jessica this terrible Alba's movie. Character, <laughs> yeah, Jessica Alba's character was like this very clumsy person and that every time she was around Chuck, she would like fall or do something that would make him be injured. And so they they promoted it as the plot was like, good luck Chuck, cause she's very clumsy and you're not gonna be with her and all this. So I didn't even go see the movie. And then I saw it um, recently and I was like, what the shit? This is not even the same movie that they first advertised it at. And I actually went through and looked at the trailers and later on they had, but I was like, this is, I didn't mind the movie. I know you guys hate it, but I didn't mind it, but it was definitely different than what the hell they advertised it as. So Mm -hmm. that is one of my picks. Um, My other pick is Cyrano. Which I just recently saw. Oh, I oh. had no idea it was a musical. I don't think it was advertised as a musical. Wasn't it? Oh, didn't see it any was. It definitely okay, wasn't. I didn't, see any, I didn't see anything that. Okay, but when it first, when the trailer first came out, was it advertised as a musical or was it like? Oh yeah, after? I just all I remember they, is they it being like, advertised like, as a musical. <laughs> yeah, okay. they, they were like full-on musical sequences in the trailer I saw. <laughs> Um, no, see, anything I saw in it was, had nothing with musical anything in it. I just Strange. saw the one trailer <laughs> where they're just talking, maybe a little dancing. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I, I went into Serenow not knowing it was a musical, and I was pleasantly surprised. It was really, really good. Okay. What's your yeah. pick number three? Serenow. Pick number three, Suicide Squad. Oh, that oh, that's a choice. Yep, Which, that is a choice. That motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> my God. They pitched it as yep. a fucking joker would be somehow a plot point and he's not even in the damn movie he has clips in it and that is it and i yeah. feel like it was such a letdown from the trailer everyone's Huge so letdown. hyped off of that trailer mm-hmm. it, and the trailer was really good oh, it's a really like, good they, for, twailer. they did the, 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 twailer. Twailer. <laughs> it's a really good twailer it's a really good twailer i swear i swear i saw i swear i saw a pretty cat <laughs> now, 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 now we just now we just gotta get like fan art of just like Tom's head on Fog Foghorn's body, <laughs> just yeah. like I'll and say, then we'll I'll have say, a complete image. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, no, oh, that goodness. was that was one where I was like so hyped off of the trailer. It looked yep. so I good. I remember I was so excited for that movie. 
Yeah. And basically, uh, like the first it, twenty minutes are the trailer, and then the rest of the movie is trash. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's like yeah. a long music video. So yeah. that was that's my pick for disappointment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's see. So I went the more positive route. I wanted to think of a movie where the trailer was terrible and the movie actually ended up being great. And the first one that immediately sprang to mind for me, and I think it's one of the best sci-fi movies just of the 2000s, you know, uh, century, we'll put it so far, is Edge of Tomorrow. I think Edge of Tomorrow had an awful trailer. And I was, you know, I've always been a huge Tom Cruise fan, but it looked like such a generic, bland, almost like straight to DVD kind of sci-fi movie, which was strange for Tom Cruise. And I remember I almost didn't see it when it came out. It wasn't until it came out and it was getting such like crazy good reviews that I was like, all right, I guess I'll give it a shot. And it was one of the most pleasantly, surprisingly good movies I've ever seen in my life. It's one of the best sci-fi movies I've ever seen. The action's incredible. Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt are fantastic in the movie. Doug Liman directs the shit out of it. It's really clever and original. You know, it's like kind of like this Groundhog Day-esque scenario done in the sci-fi environment, which is really, really cool. And Tom Cruise, you know, they kind of hit it in the trailers, plays a coward in the movie, which is such a great 180 from all the characters he plays. I mean, he's a coward for the majority of the movie, and then he like learns to become kind of the Tom Cruise we all have come to know and love. And it was so good. And we saw none of this in the trailers. The trailers didn't know justice. It just gave us this really bland-looking sci-fi movie, and then the movie was incredible. And I think that's why it bombed you know, when it came out or just didn't do nearly as well as it should have and it has gained this kind of yeah. cult following. It's way better than that trailer, and it's still one of my favorite movies. Like, like, honestly, I fully agree with you on Edge of Tomorrow. And then the other thing they did as well, too, was hide Bill Paxton in that, which Bill Paxton is fucking amazing how you, in that How do you movie. hide Bill Paxton? Yeah, Wars the Great Redeemer. I was yeah. like, oh, uh, God, like every single one of his lines is great. Tip of the spear. But, <laughs> <laughs> tip of the spear, yeah. Oh, tip my of the God. Sp- I, could I, do, I could do that all day. <laughs> we could just do nothing but quote Bill Paxton from Edge yeah. of Tomorrow. But that's I the other thing, too, is that, they, is that they changed the title multiple times before the movie came yeah. out as well and they finally settled on edge of tomorrow and i like to be completely I actually don't honest hate, i don't hate the title edge of tomorrow i think it's no, kind of no. good no no what no were the it's, titles it's kind before of, the the, I think the title Die, that I saw, is just it sounds like a tagline yeah that's i what it love like. i love that title live die repeat because that's that's essentially the story yeah. in a nutshell right there i mean nancy have you seen edge of tomorrow I haven't, but I I what? like Edge. Of, I like Edge of Tomorrow title better. But 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 when you see the movie, Live Die Repeat is much more fitting for the film itself. I think. I mean, I don't need a spot I, I, on I, title. I can see it both ways. I just think Live Die Repeat kind of just works better as a tagline. I think Edge of Tomorrow, especially after seeing the movie, it kind of like works better than it does before you see it, given the plot mm-hmm. and how he has to keep reliving the same day and he can't quite get to tomorrow. So I was like. I like it. Yeah. I, it's not the best title in the world, okay. but I think it's better. Right. I think it's better. Yeah, I was like, all right, cool. But I'll, yeah, I'll I, that's it. definitely my pick. I mean, do you guys have like a positive but choice? Because I feel like you guys kind of went negative town. I I have a couple of them actually. Um, in terms of in terms of uh, movies that that completely show you a different film, but that but that when you see the when you see the finished film, it's completely different. I have a couple of them right off the bat. I think. Uh, Joe Carnahan's The Gray, I think, was marketed as a completely different film. Oh, yeah. And then when you get the movie, Way it is movie. a deep philosophical movie. It's like like people like the trailers pitch this taken with wolves, whereas yep. this movie is a meditation on death and the meditation on survival. And I thought it was it was my favorite movie of that year as well. It's a good movie. So, I like it. It's great movie. One. And and again, uh, Drive, I think, is another one. They marketed oh, that as a Fast and yeah. Furious movie. Still a Crimson great movie. Peak. Yeah, it's still a great movie, but like oh, even stuff Peak. like yeah, they tried to make it seem yeah. like it was a full-on horror movie when it really wasn't. It was like a gothic romance. Yeah, but but the other but I'll give two last ones and that's it. Uh, but the <laughs> other one that I thought was re- was really great in terms of in terms of showing us a completely different trailer than what the movie was is if you watch the original trailer for Terminator Two, the original trailer is cut to where it feels like Arnold is the villain again. Like like oh, the T one thousand stuff is not in the trailer at all. None oh, of wow. the stuff with, with all the effects or any of that stuff because back then they were still working on it all the way up until release. So they basically marketed as Arnold is back as the Terminator hunting down Sarah and John this time. I'm like, oh, that was that must have been a really big surprise the moment that 
Arnold comes face to face with the T-1000 and, and says, get down. I'm like, God, that must have been an amazing feeling as an audience member to sit there and be like, man, that is a twist right there. Like, I thought I thought oh, that would have been okay. great. But the other but the other one in terms of trailers that I feel gave the entire Psyche movie away. <laughs> yeah, I, I said two. I got also, one more. Also, backstory. Yeah. I love how Andres, when we pitched this idea, he was like, meh, I can't think of any. But now we I'm can't stop coming up with examples. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, well, well, because I'm like, I don't know any of them recently. I mean, if I can go back in the well, I'll go ahead. But there was one other one that I feel completely spoiled the movie entirely for me. It's Castaway. Because oh, I never they show you in, well, 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 because in the trailer they show the you that he well, because in the trailer they show you that he gets on the island. They show you all the struggles they has. They show you how he gets off the island, and then they show you the final scene in the film. So it feels oh, like Jesus. they spoiled the entire oh. thing. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I do not remember that at all. Yeah, yeah but I don't think I saw a trailer for Castaway. Oh yeah, no, I, no, I remember seeing that and being like, "Oh, that's the movie where where Tom Hanks uh, gets gets on the island and he gets off the island." Great, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> where he gets on the island, then off the island. That's uh, the movie. Okay, great. And yeah. he's done. <laughs> oh, okay, he's interesting. Done. And of course, viewers, uh, listeners, let us know if you got some examples of your own. You know, put them in yes. the comments. You know, movies that were better than the trailers you got, or worse, way worse than the trailers you got. Let us know in the comments section below. We read all of your comments, so keep them coming. Keep them coming. Nancy, Nancy, reads Nancy all looked the like you were about to say something. <laughs> yeah, nope, I read all of them. Comment on them. Boop, boop. Yep. Keep going. Do it up. Do it up. <laughs> Did you have more, Nancy? It looked like you were like about to say no, another one. Yeah. I was trying to think of one. I can't think. Of, the truly is hitting. I can't think of one off the top of my head. <laughs> Okay. Well, <laughs> we tried. We tried. To, we tried to give you that yeah. second chance. Stop but, uh, drinking the trolleys. <laughs> I'm like trying to look at my DVDs. Which yeah, one? just just look over there real Which quick. See if anything day? springs to mind. But uh, you know, let us know, of course, what you think of any of these topics that we've talked about today. What do you think of the the Joker news with the musical and the Lady Gagas of it all? What do you think of Elvis or the Black Phone? If you've seen one or the other or both of them, let us know in the comment section below. We would love to hear your thoughts. And before we head out and you know, uh, get rid of t- get rid of today's episode. <laughs> get rid of today's wow. episode. <laughs> just trash this one. As soon as we just get rid of today's episode, delete it, and then you guys never hear it. Before before we end today's, get rid of today's episode. Uh, oh, also, I love how you said the Lady Gagas. That was my favorite. Yeah, the Lady Gagas of it all. Um, oh, but before fun. we end today's episode, of course, we got to plug some social media so you can find us on the interweb. So we'll start with Nancy. Where can the fine people find you on the internet? Find me at PL underscore Band-Aid on Twitter and Instagram. Of course, on here, on Film on Tap. And then also on the video Chronic Quizzes, where we will eventually do a Tropic Thunder yes, quiz. eventually, yes. The three of us. We'll get there. We'll get, we'll get there. there. You we'll know make what? It. We'll make it. We will climb. We have and, time, and where... so I expect you guys to be studying. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. And also on those... <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then also where, where where you can where you can find Nancy. Yeah. Do the DVD commentary. <laughs> but, but, but I love the fact that, Nancy, you finally stopped saying where you can find me losing because she just won the yeah, last one did. up against some pretty big hitters. Yeah, so I think you, should, think you should be that really a, proud of that. That was a crazy one. A little luck. You know, some, like I said, no, sometimes it's not. It's, it's not just luck. Lucky. It's skill. Own it. Enjoy okay. the victory. Okay. Enjoy the high. God, Jesus. You, We're you just trying to be Collins. good friends. Jesus. You, 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 beat, you beat Collins and you beat the FCL person that, was un, that, that went undefeated. So oh, be proud of that. Be proud of that okay. shit. Okay. Be proud of Both. that shit. We were like a badge see, see. of honor. Come on, go, man. Go watch that specific episode where I win. There you that go. The Bill and Ted episode. The Bill and Ted episode. <laughs> Bill and Ted yeah. episode. She crushes it. And Andres, as always, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> as Galagos. You can also find me on Twitch.tv as Galagos209. You can also oh find God, me on Instagram on as Galagos. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I was just like, it, 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 wouldn't, it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't be an episode unless I got interrupted in some way, shape, or Look, form, man, right? If there was a bug it's crawling on your long. mic, tell me that you wouldn't point it out, okay? Oh, I, I, would, I, I, I would, I would, I would grab shit. it and I would put it straight Look towards me in the, the camera. Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, now go on, okay? I had to deal with the situation. Right. <laughs> okay, you can find me on Twitter. <laughs> but yeah, but you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Galagos. You can also find me on uh, uh, YouTube, uh, High Voltage Media with my buddy uh, Steve, where we're going to be doing a retrospective 
on the 2003 uh, controversial game Manhunt, and that's going to be coming out real soon. And uh, yeah, you can also find us on the Video Chronic Pop Culture Quizzes, where we're going to be doing uh, Tropic Thunder very soon, hopefully. So, yes. And of course, if you'd like to find me on the interwebs, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Chattelbash, on Facebook and YouTube at Chattelbash Reviews. And of course, you can find me here on the Film on Tap podcast, and hopefully very soon on the Video Chronic Quiz, where we do Tropic Thunder and we will own. I think it's going to be some stiff competition. I'm excited. I think we're all going to do great on it since we talk about it constantly and quote it constantly. <laughs> With the viewers or listeners may not know, it's like one of our favorite movies to quote. We do it all the time. Even the face of our group <laughs> message is Kirk Lazarus. <laughs> we would have just like staring at us. It's the best thing. Every time I get a notification in that group chat, I just laugh because it's the, just the best. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you for listening to, or watching today's episode. Definitely stay tuned for our next episode in a couple weeks. Uh, it's been a pleasure, and we will see you on the next episode of Film on Tap, where we've got the tap that never runs out. We'll see you guys. And-